Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Welcome back, everyone, to Joycast. Val is taking an early leave of absence to get ready for his vacation. He's got a lot of work to finish before he goes. So this week, as promised, I am joined by Mr. Host. Mr. Host, introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, hello, I am Mr. Host. I, I do art things and other stuff, and I host movie night. <laughs> he does <laughs> He does art things. So, Host, you have been around for a very long time. You were one of our very first Patreon producers. And then over the years, we've just gotten to know you, and you, we just brought you into the fold. And yeah, as you said... You uh you host our movie nights on our on our private Discord server, which is available to anyone who's a Patreon um supporter for only one dollar a month, and you get like two fucking movies a week. It's a hell of a steal. Oh but, yeah. But uh, the, but what's so I want to announce here is that in the coming months we'll actually be retiring movie night and switching to an anime watch club is what we're gonna start doing, and uh, we'll give you guys more details on that as we iron them out. But basically, what I was just talking with host before we start recording is uh, we want to do one seasonal anime weekly and then one or two episodes of a classical anime that we'll all kind of come vote on. And so I feel I feel like that's the way to go because that we, we are a very anime adjacent channel and not everyone's a total cinephile like the two of us are. So we yeah. figure, let's <laughs> lean towards anime because we enjoy anime too, of course. And yes. I think our and I think our audience would enjoy more anime watchlongs too. And this would be with the cast and crew, with eh, whoever shows up shows up. But consistently, you'll see me and Mr. Host there. And uh, Host, you're here this week to basically just destroy me for me and Val's shitty opinions on this show. I mean, if you give me the opportunity, then absolutely. But... The opportunity <laughs> is there, but I want to hit. I want to hit some news bullet points real quick because so this week. Everyone's on break. Uh, and so My Hero Academia again is on break because Horikoshi's. I don't. Tr I said this last week. I don't trust any uh, updates from Shonen Jump about Horikoshi's condition. I feel like he's worse than he is letting on, and I want him to rest. Uh, Chainsaw Man's going bi-weekly for a little bit, so they're not Thank here God. this week. And that's this starts my first start of news, and that's that Oda is going on a five-week break for One Piece. Because uh, yep. he's getting laser eye surgery, so he can, add in his own words, he can fire laser beams from his eyes. So all the power and, and to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and draw better. And draw better. That's such a BGE opinion. But what if he just, what if the art did get fucking better after he came back? That'd be sick. I mean, I'm always a fan of that. <laughs> but again, I again, again, tinfoil hat on, I don't trust health updates when they come from Jump. Um... And although I think Oda is, I mean, based on, based on, have you ever seen Oda's updates? They're very personal, so if I could trust anyone to not have an editor over their shoulder, it's Oda. So I definitely trust him, but I want to be just, for, for shits and gigs and laughs, I do want to be a little, a little conspiracy theorist. And I think he's going back with Netflix to, to consult more on One Piece, because I, I generally feel it's a disaster behind the uh, scenes. Duh. On the, the, the live action adaptation. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at the fucking the track record with those exactly. adaptations. Exactly. Speaking of which, like... too, apparently someone. Well, I was streaming last week, 
someone said that they announced the uh the 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 cast for the uh live adaptation of my hero academia it looks very rumory like i i have not seen anything that actually looks legit and i've crawled through the list and i've seen no one that like i am familiar with if that is the cast they seem to be very fresh and new i wish them all the best but val and i will get into more detail about the live action casting when it's more official and more public and then we'll, re we'll really start looking into these actors and starting to get some early impressions of how this might go i haven't even heard of that <laughs> exactly like like I said someone someone in the chat in our stream brought this up i'm like i didn't hear about this like no one in my contacts brought this up to me i think this is bullshit um probably but otherwise um what else is next uh oh we've got it's not hot goss it's straight up fucking news um so somebody from the Tower of God cast came forward, Laura Post, uh, came forward and just completely laid out. So there's a Tower of God game, a licensed game coming out very soon. And oh. the English cast is completely new. It's not anyone from the Crunchyroll dub. And that's so weird. that's incredibly weird. And huh. yep. And so they looked into it and they basically they did their fucking research, Crunchyroll, oh my god. So basically, the game studio, this is a foreign studio, but they have an English dub for this game because they want to sell it in the States. And they asked, they were trying to contact the uh, English dub cast to do this, and Crunchyroll fucking got in the way and said, nope, we own the rights to the voice actors for that dub. You can't have them. What? And Laura went, what? I've never seen that in my contract. And she, so she contacted several lawyers to look this up. Crunchyroll completely fucking lied. Oh my God. They, uh. and, and, and even me, the moment, the moment I heard that, I'm like, Crunchyroll is just a licensor for a dub. They don't own the rights to Tower of God. So like, they don't get to decide that. Like they that, I mean, they don't have to use all the English cast from Crunchyroll dub, but they could use anyone they want if they wanted. But, but Crunchyroll literally <laughs> committed perjury and overstepped their bounds and lied about a contract that does not exist. Oh my god. Crunchyroll. What, 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 do they, what do they gain from, like, not having them voice Because acting? they are, they are so anti, in their current structure, they are so anti-talent, anti-competition. How dare you cast people that we use? No, only we get to have them. Hey, Crunchyroll, if you want that exclusivity, you better start pointing up the fucking money. Because you're not even, you don't even have a non-competition clause. You're just lying. That's fucking terrible. It's fucking pathetic. And, and mind you, <laughs> I'm not going to speak for Val, but Val and I are very much closely aligned about our feelings on the current Crunchyroll. Of all my interactions that I've had with the past Crunchyroll the, the, and, and the former Funimation, I have had generally positive interactions. But me personally, uh, and, I'm very, and I'm very happy for all my friends and colleagues who get work at Crunchyroll. I am so proud of them. That being said, for those who aspire to work on Crunchyroll, I could never ethically recommend working there. Because this situation, we've had stuff like this before, but this has been the most blatant in public. Like, they are just so anti-talent. It's, they, 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 they don't develop, I mean, I'm not sure they were ever interested in developing talent, but this just, this is the final straw that 
they've made it very loud and clear that they are not there to develop talent. They are not there to support you. That being said, there are some guys there who are very grandfathered in. And as I, I made the, uh, the metaphor a couple of quite a few episodes back that the salt in the crack of the boot is the tastiest. So people who are really wedged in there and grandfather that crunchy roll are obviously not going to speak up about this because they're getting their benefits. They're getting ridiculous contracts that I would still say are not good enough for the talent that they have. But again, such the monopoly that Crunchyroll has in this in this side, this is this is dangerous and also simultaneously dangerous and fucking laughable. <laughs> I haven't I have not looked into this and I need to. Um, Oshinoko just got an English dub, and I I've don't, been hearing about this. Who's people doing the English like... dub for Oshinoko? I don't know who's doing it, but uh, I've been hearing things like people are just saying, "Oh my god, this is just terrible." <laughs> are, are they, wait, they saying the dub like, is terrible? Like, like more than more than usual. Like, but it, it's got to be a new studio then. It's it's strange. It's is it, no, you're saying, is it because it's a new studio, or is it because Oshinoko is so popular, you attract more fucking weebs and sub enthusiasts who just can't shut their fucking mouths? That that could be true too, but like. It's been it's been a while since I've heard like just public lambasting of a dub like this. Or at least I've been seeing it. It's like wow, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I know. Okay, so Shannon D. Reed, who worked on Call of the Night, uh, is oh. directing it. Um, I don't know studio wise who's doing this, and I don't wanna I don't wanna drag out the podcast for me to do research. I'm so sorry, you guys. But I'm I'm under the assumption that this is maybe Bang Zoom or so. Either way, it's I'm praying it's not Crunchyroll. I want to see because the fact that High Dive got their hands on Oshinoko is a fucking victory for the anti-monopoly. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that this did not, the fact that this fucking phenomenon did not wind up in Crunchyroll's hands. Like High Dive, like I, I'm assuming High Dive had to make a hell of an investment to get this. And the fact that they're doing English dub as well, they're throwing a lot of money to make this work. And I, I, I I'm praying, but I know for a fact that it's doing very well for High Dive. I just hope it attracts more subscribers. I, I'm so anti-monopoly. If Crunchyroll is gonna act like this, again, my interactions with them have been positive. But as someone who's very pro talent and developing talent, I can't be supportive of Crunchyroll if they continue to fucking act like this. And I gotta really root for High Dive here to start breaking breaking that monopoly up and start giving some competition because we have Netflix, but Netflix never like they 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 they, they, they contract dub studios mostly Bang Zoom. But they never act like a competitor, and they should. Like, just the way they do releases is always laughable. Like, if they just corrected their release schedules, if they if they did things more actively weekly, like, it's never consistent. And, like, I, I Netflix, wish it would get Netflix could be that. a competitor, and considering we have a writer's strike coming up, that, and now, like, I'm assuming, like, I, we know they're investing in K-drama. I hope Netflix invests more in anime during this writer's strike. I, I completely agree with that, actually. Like, legit, my favorite. It, it could really benefit memory. the LA scene and, and the more unionized voice actors. Like, Fucking, th there's an opening right now for Netflix yeah. to start preventing a monopoly. Because again, like Crunchyroll, it's this is this is it's 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 it's, it's as sad as it is laughable. 
And so I'm, I'm rooting for... So people are saying this dub... I have not seen the high dive dub of Oshinoko yet, but I will. I will be supporting it because I need to see some breakup. I need to see some competition. Crunchyroll is being so anti-competition with literally no legal backing too. They're just they're literally just pushing their dick around because they have a, 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 a near monopoly. That's it. They have no legal backing for this and that's... They're, a, they're acting like Toei now. The, the, you 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 die the hero or you live long enough to become Toei is what's happening here and I I cannot allow for this I cannot allow for this so it's actively spiteful. I will be it's... flying a lot of high dive flags from this point forward is what I'm trying to tell the audience here and you should too honestly high dive's got a great library they don't get quite as many new things as Crunchyroll but if you guys keep subscribing to them They'll get more of the scratch to do so. Otherwise, their classical library is quite fucking great. Like, I think High Dive's better for classic anime. And they seem to have, like, a brand. Like, I'd lump Oshinoko in the same vein as, like, a Call of the Night, which is also High Dive. And a good yeah, show. Yeah, again, they, they're, they're, catching, they're catching the sleepers. Even though Oshinoko's not a sleeper. Like, that thing's huge that, that's in Japan. Big. But in the States, nobody fucking knew about Oshinoko in the States. Like, when that came... Oh my god, I was telling Cena, like, Oshinoko is selling, like, about as good as One Piece right now. Like, not nearly as good, but, like, it's in that echelon now. Just overnight. This has been an ongoing manga that's done reasonably well in Japan. Now it's, like, a top fucking seller there and in the States. Like, crazy how much just this just popped off. But justified, because um, this is from the writer of Kaguya-sama. So this is just good pedigree, good artist, good writer, great stuff. I, I and I know you. This is your favorite. Oshinoko is your favorite this season, right, host? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. I, I like. I'm still more heavenly delusion. I've I still been watching that. That's been my favorite because, as Val said, this is the kind of series I would write. It's very show don't tell. I quite mm -hmm. enjoy it. And, and it's post apocalyptic sci fi where the post apocalypse oh, yeah. is actually quite enjoyable. I heard a, <laughs> it's post apocalyptic the... propaganda, as I call it. They got like a director from Trigger to do a recent episode. I heard. Right? Yes. So that that's that's all part of the fun is they're doing a lot of guest animators on this series. That's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very fun. And uh, and again, Oshinoko, we're talking about High Dive's investment. Just the studio. Um, God, what's their name? Uh, Oshinoko Animation Studio. The names at the top of my the tip of my tongue. <laughs> it's it, it's Do Doga Kobo. So these guys do as Stina, the, the, the term that Stina hates me saying, seasonal fodder. These are guys who do a lot of like, it's very it's very topical in season, but then it just mm -hmm. dies down. I think their most famous is that one with the little gremlin girl with the orange bear hoodie. Oh, that thing. Yes, exactly, exactly that thing. We don't know it by <laughs> name, but we know it visually in our brains, yeah. but we don't remember it finally enough. That's the kind of studio they are. So they're also getting a huge hit here. So like, again, Oshinoko, has been a win for everybody. They had a recap episode last week, and even their recap episodes are fucking sick. Like they got the they got the voice actors involved to talk oh, about shoot. it, and I'm like, that's so fucking cool. I skipped it. I didn't know it was uh, gonna be. You should watch that. it. It's actually quite. It's actually quite fun. I will. Yep. Oshi and Oko, huge winner. Heavenly Blizzard's my winner, but like as as the comments were telling us when we skipped it in our initial spring impressions. They're like, no, you need to be watching Oshinoko. I'm like, you are correct. This is the most fun watch this season. Can't wait for it to be ongoing. It should. This this is not seasonal fodder. This is going the distance. I can't wait. I'm quite enjoying it. Even though 
I I still find the uh, I still find the protagonist very unsettling. Oh, I think it's kind of intentional at this point. He's not a great person <laughs> currently. Yeah, but like he started off as very wholesome guy, and now he's a fucking sociopath. I don't. Well, I mean, uh, considering what happened, like, <laughs> I also want him to you know chill a bit, but like, I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I do. I do like the. Uh, I'm. I, 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 I'm assuming because this is a long, ongoing manga. So I'm assuming we will start get some more focus on that idol group. I feel like they. I feel like the sister in the idol group has been pretty sidelined. Like I think, the, I think that's going, the next. When they, the, when they were doing the YouTuber, that was fun. That was as, great. As a YouTuber, I was like, I get this. This is too fucking real. That's ah, uh, just ev every time they. But every that part was of the fun, and then it's like, all right, back to the brother who's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> but I mean, it's not just focused on him. You get a lot of insight in like you know Japanese reality TV. That's like the stuff I fucking love. Just yeah, like, it, it, I like I do I, I like that too. Like that's the most interesting thing about this series is the mm -hmm. the guy who does this. Oh my god, the writer has such balls to say yes. that man mangaka they usually have a bad time getting adaptations. Like usually usually the studios whether it's animation or live action usually fail. I'm like. Bro, that's big balls considering you got this show and Kaguya-sama. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> imagine, being, imagine being in this animation studio and you get that point in the series. In the script, it's like, oh god, Opie's not talking about us. Does he not like what we're doing here? <laughs> Maybe he, he might have wrote that before he got either of his stuff like adapted or their stuff I adapted. I don't know. I feel like Kaguya-sama was already going. Who knows? I, I don't know the timelines for these, but I just thought that shit was fucking hilarious. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god, you're so fucking spoiled. Spoiled, man. <laughs> you get the best adaptations. What are you talking yeah, about? Meanwhile, Hell's Paradise is chugging along <laughs> like, with the budget. <laughs> okay, so so okay, so Val and I have given Hell's Paradise no fucking justice. Talk about Hell's Paradise. Sell it or destroy it. Your 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 choice now. I'm absolutely not going to destroy it. Uh, okay, well first I'm going to say I got into Golden Camui recently too, and yeah! that is also a show that is. Very much carried by its story and characters, and you know it's clearly yeah. The, 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 the anime production is total fucking jobber. And that is exactly the same case with Hell's Paradise. Uh, they they know how story. to. <laughs> they they definitely save their money for like very specific moments, but you know it's you can definitely tell this is not like Chainsaw Man JJK level production for Mappa. Which is a bit of a shame, because I think the story and characters are really, really good. So you're good. saying they do finally run out of resources somewhere. <laughs> yeah, or they're, you know, just sacrificing a couple things for, like, what they know is the biggest big, The Sakuga moments, yeah. All anime have it now. Mm hmm But no, no, it's, it's, it's very good so far. It's definitely, like, I, I love these characters. I love their interactions. And stuff. It's it's fun, like, cause you you think it's gonna be like Tokyo Ghoul, like edginess when you first see that fucking main character in the first episode, and then the twist is he's actually just like a awkward sweetheart, which is very nice. Like the show is incredibly violent and disturbing, but it's just nice to have this like very sincere like friendship between like these two characters, just in the midst of all this. And this this goes for like the other pairings like that you uh, see scattered throughout, like as the show goes on. And recently, they introduced, like, the antagonist group, who are basically kind of like, I guess you can compare it to, like, de demon slayers, you know, like, the upper moons or whatnot, but it's very unique here in, like, a way I haven't really seen portrayed, like, too often, like, the, it's, 
it's it's like uh they, they really feel otherworldly here i really love the way they're shown it's like they're constantly switching between genders like on camera <laughs> which is just very interesting it literally makes them feel like otherworldly deities it's so cool and i haven't really seen that before like other than from soft games and shit so it's it's i find that very compelling and yeah <laughs> it's still chugging along nine episodes in uh, i That's think they're good. only doing 12 you, you are literally the only person i hear about hell's paradise from it feels like it petered out like i'm sorry but you've not made a case i think val and i were correct <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's hard. It's uh, on a budget. I, thought, I, I, still... I thought you were to come in here swinging. You've been too polite on this train. I it's, look. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I drove home twenty minutes to like Canadian smoke. <laughs> My throat's a bit dry. Yeah. Oh, we should mention that. So there's wildfires going on in Canada right now. So like two weeks ago, I'm sitting there with Doctor Apple Juice, and he's like, "Yo, my entire neighborhood's on fire right now." And I'm like. And he's in Calgary, so he's towards the west coast in the mountains. And I'm like, oh man, that fucking sucks. Stay safe, bro. And so, and, and here's a here's some other news, everyone, and the uh, my, my listeners. Uh, this week was my last week working in healthcare. Uh, I have officially quit. Oh, I nice. am now full time uh, media influencer YouTuber. I don't know what to say, and uh, I should say that's all thanks to you guys listening, even you host and. Uh, Everyone at Joy Entertainment, thank you. I would not be in this position if it wasn't for everyone's dedication as either talent or a fan. Um, so that's really cool. But one of my last patients uh, the other day says, "Oh, juice, um, how's the weather outside with the you know with the smog from the forest fires?" So I like I, I so I get up at like five o'clock in the morning to go to the hospital. So it's mm -hmm. dark. I can't see anything. So I don't know. Also, I don't really have much of a sense of smell for reasons. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I don't notice anything. So I get out of the hospital at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night that evening. And again, I'm not paying attention. The next day, smog everywhere. Like, I'm like, what the hell? I've never seen this before. And so I look it up because my patient mentioned that there was forest fires in Canada. I'm like, oh yeah, in Calgary on the West Coast, towards the West Coast. We won't see any of that. Oh my god, almost all of Canada's on fucking fire right now. And it's just like everyone on the East Coast now and, and the Midwest here it's is suffering. getting fucking covered in smug. It looks like near post-apocalyptic here, man. This is it's crazy. It's gonna get worse tomorrow. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, like, I'm looking out my window right now and it's definitely better. Than, it's better than it was last night, but I could see it getting worse again. Like the sun was like red. So all this, I've been playing so much like Tears of the Kingdom. So I'm thinking about is the blood, the red, the blood, red moon rises and the <laughs> stuff like that. That shit's annoying. Still enjoying that game. Absolutely. I don't know how anyone, I don't know how anyone finished this fucking game in a week or two. Like I, like I was on vacation for a week and played this game for like almost every day for several hours for a week straight. And now I'm like, we're getting towards a month since release and I still haven't finished this fucking game and I'm trying to. It's like holy shit! I don't know. I don't know how people do. like this. Um, I know some voice actors right now who are like doing their second playthrough right now. I'm like, what the fuck? Second playthrough? That that seems crazy with a game like that. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I'm ab I'm absolutely loving Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I I yeah, I mean it's it's definitely gonna become a greatest of all time game. But like I it's we still have recency bias. I need some time to marinate where I place this amongst my favorite games of all time as mm. a non-gamer 
as a non-gamer. I can't even call myself a gamer anymore. The, the recent thing I played is Pokemon Infinite Fusions. <laughs> That's like Hell all I yeah. had time yo, for. Yo, that game, uh, I think it's rough. It's, uh, I, I, I'm a big ROM hack nerd for Pokemon, and uh, I actually generally think this is one of the... It's not bad. It's very good. But uh, in terms of the upper echelon of ROM hacks, I think this is the lesser because of its presentation is very rough. But my god, the fusion mechanic in this game is, is fucking so cool. so good. It's, it's so, so engaging. <laughs> it's, it's like kept me glued to the screen. It's like, oh yeah, I'll just play like an hour of this and I'll get back to my drawing. And then it's like six hours later, I'm like, shit. Yeah, the only problem is that Tears of the Kingdom, I have not played it since Tears of the Kingdom came out though. Like I, I, I'm towards like, I think I'm like, three quarters way through the main campaign of that and then I stop because Tears of the Kingdom. But I will, eventually once I grow bored of Tears of the Kingdom, I'll go back to Infinite Fusions and I'll definitely, I'll probably do a stream of it with the randomizer because that's my only big complaint about the, the fusion mechanic is of all the regions to do it. And they do try to get some more Pokemon in there, but for the most part, Kanto is the worst to do this. It has, it yeah. has like not a very wide array of fusion combination not good ones like you want to have a greater variety to have more fun and thankfully they do have a they do have a randomizer in game yes but it's pretty early it. too so i, it's, I it's wanted to play it pure the first time but as i'm going through i'm like wow this didn't really get fun until i grabbed a hone edge like i stumbled upon a hone edge that evolves into age of slash and that's when you start to really begin to have fun with fusions you get the cooler sprites and the more interesting combinations but yeah, that game's pretty fun, but I'm still, like, I'm still a Radical Red guy. I still, like, I still think that's the perfect fucking, uh, trip through Kanto. Have not touched that one yet, but I You might should, though it's very hard. Unless you play on easy mode, but you shouldn't play- If you play on easy mode, then it's fucking boring, but if you play on the ch if you play as the way it's meant to be a challenge, it's quite the experience. I, I find it, I find it gameplay-wise to be the purest Kanto experience. Did I enjoy a good challenge to play FromSoft games? <laughs> And beat them. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not one of those fuckers. Like this is the Dark Souls of Pokemon. Like fuck well, off. I, I hate that saying. <laughs> like, it's, it's totally unoriginal. Yeah, actually, you know what? I think this. So we're recording on a Thursday. So um, the Summer yes. Games Fest is about to happen. You think they'll talk about fucking Armor Core and shit? I mean, uh, I don't know what else they'd say. They they basically showed everything uh, a I'm lot not, in that, I'm not in that getting, gameplay trailer. I'm not getting a PlayStation. I'm sorry. Just I'm completely rude. I don't. We've talked. Me and Val talked about this like a couple weeks ago. I just don't trust video game companies anymore. It's a fucking disaster. Um, but that being said, I will say that Armor Core is like the first thing with gameplay I've seen that I'm actually interested in. But I wouldn't like. It's the first time I've ever been interested in um, a Souls game besides uh, Bloodborne. Um, the I problem guess. is, is like, so I'm going to wait for that to come to PC because it feels like P PlayStation games now inevitably just come to PC because of yeah. money reasons. You usually from soft ports are kind of buggy. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, eh. also like, again, I don't have the right attitude for Souls games. It's not really a Souls game though. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I haven't played an Armored Core game before, but they function kind of very differently from what I hear, so. Yeah, but like, that's the first time where I'm like, oh wow, that looks really fucking cool. And it's from a studio that, you know, besides the bugginess and PC ports, that's a studio that's trustworthy. Otherwise, uh, let me get, let me roll through a little bit more news for you. Uh, there's actually two new series coming to Shonen Jump's main magazine. Um, and this is interesting because, um, 
Oh, well, I'll get to that point. Let's just get to what they are. Um, so the first is Asumi Kakaru by Kawada. Um, the, again, these were just announced, so we really don't have much information on them. But this one apparently is a mixed martial arts one. So that makes me happy. I'm oh, glad that cool. Jump is is reinvesting into sports manga. Um, because uh, Do Retry has been quite enjoyable so far. I hope it goes the distance. That's, um, that's their new boxing one from the creator of Bone Collection of all people. Yes, uh, yes, it's yes, good yeah, when someone gets a second this. chance and they fucking improve. I really that's like good. to see that. And again, with Asumi Kakaru here, um, we're seeing a, another sports manga and a combat one at that. That being said, Kawada is a, um, and actually both these new manga are both longtime assistants on other manga mm -hmm. who did, with, with some one shots, but like th 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 these are both first time new series for the both of them. So I'll be wishing them the best, but I will be cap but we should keep our expectations very tempered because we see how new series go. Other than the, the magazine's been tougher than ever. So, and they're especially tough on the new guys. Um, the other one, this is the one we have no information on. It's called Icehead Gill. And this is by Ikuyu Hachia. And yeah, like I said, we have no intel on this. Cool um, but, but the reason why I bring this up is that means two series are getting the axe, doesn't it? I guess it does. Hopefully not Fabricant 100. Hopefully not Fabricant 100. But I think everyone who's actively reading that series can give a sigh of relief because the fight with Fabricant 1, as we've seen in the uh, the recent issue, uh, was clearly just an initial setup. Everyone thought, oh no, are they rushing the final battle? No, this is a Demon Slayer situation where we see the big bad early so we can kind of gauge our strength and then we let them go. So if, if, if Fabricant 1 lives to see another day, I think Fabricant 100, the series, also does. I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is the Ichinose family's original uh, Deadly Sins. Mm -hmm. uh, I've lost I've lost interest in this series. Um, it, I, I'm sh I think its numbers are doing okay. I haven't really read the, the exact numbers on these new series. But um, I think it's doing okay. But the, the discourse on this series is everyone's getting very tired of it. Like oh, it's getting very confusing. It's hard to track. Every week, every week's a twist. That was funny for like the first like eighteen issues. Now people are getting kind of bored and groaning. It's not really going anywhere. I oh, don't the think Sh the Shyamalan effect. Yeah, it's spinning its wheels, and I'm wondering if it's gonna end soon so it gets a sense of finality. But we shall see. Otherwise, again, like Fabric in the One Hundred is the one that everyone's worried about, but people are worried because people fucking care about it. Um, so I assume because people care about it, it won't go. Or the pessimist is because people care about it, that's the one that will go. <laughs> so everyone just cross your fingers, hope it stays. Otherwise, like I said, I'm still enjoying Tenmaku Cinema. I think that one's great. Have you read that host? I I have limited myself to just three manga I'm currently reading, so I haven't. But that one, that one that one sounds interesting. From what I you heard. should, it's from the creators of Food Wars. It's Food Wars about guerrilla like indie filmmaking. It's very fun. It's very fun. Art looks fantastic. Everyone's enjoying it. Um, otherwise, but what what are the three manga you're reading right now? Host? Uh, well, it's uh, Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, and Die Dark. That's that's it. That's fair. I mean, JJK. I I mean, I've told you my feelings on JJK. Like, I it was a victim of its contemporaries, and well, its contemporaries are gone, and its current contemporaries are fucking screwing it up. 
So JJK has aged incredibly well. Oh yeah, it's it's been a pleasure <laughs> reading that. Week, I mean, back in my Hero Academia, it's like th- these are the last of the gla- of the great classical uh, manga besides One Piece. Like when when, when One Piece, about. my hero, and JJK are gone, that's the end of an era. Yeah, and JJK is probably ending this year. So. Yep, I said, and my hero game will probably end in you know five years now because Orikoshi <laughs> is. Gonna do a new chapter. He's gonna be just like um, Hunter Hunter's Megaka. He'll be shitting in a shower and posting uh, chapters, you know, once a year. Damn, that's just my ugh. god. Um, Awful. otherwise, uh, what else to say? Oh, I do propose. I do propose a candidate to get axed. Um, oh. let's get rid of Nui's Exorcist. Um, so I brought this up a couple weeks ago when it first came out, and I said that I, in my initial impressions, I was gonna be. That I found it to be super basic, but also very competently drawn and written. Um, and my only real legitimate concern, I said I was going to give this some time to marinate and to grow, but my only concern was it lacks a ticking clock, uh, t- a time clock element. Uh, a ticking clock factor is what it's missing. Like a sense of urgency and a plot. And five issues in, there is nothing fucking going on in this series. This protagonist is a nothing. We're just introducing the characters of the world. This thing is like going at a fucking snail's pace and it still has no fucking plot. Um, and I only say this because look what happened to Bone Collection. Bone Collection was a fucking disaster and he came back with Do Retry and it's fucking great. So let's let this guy get cut and let him bring something better with a little more urgency. I'm not trying to be mean, it's just I do I, I want to sacrifice something instead of Fabricate. I, I refuse to let Fabricate 100 go the same <laughs> way of Red Hood. I no, need my edgy Mamoto no. manga. <laughs> I'm tired of this. I know what has potential, and Nui's Exorcist displays no. Five issues in, displays no fucking potential. Sorry, it needs to go. The guy is super fucking talented. He will come back, and he should come back. I actually you know what I just remembered. Uh, I think Kawada. It was actually uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Who uh, the guy who was doing Icehead Guild, a new one? He was an assistant on Dororan Dororan. Oh, your favorite. My <laughs> your favorite. <laughs> now they're giving him his own series. So I'm wishing him for the best. I hope everyone who was involved in that series does something fucking better. And that's with newest Exorcist. I hope something be- I hope it goes away and something better comes in its fucking place. So it does it feel like deliberately paced very slowly or like No, are, I just don't think this guy I this guy's very new. And he's okay. just like, "Oh, this is the world." Basically, like, this this protagonist ha- is a non-participant and fucking bitches just fall on his lap. That's that, oh, that, that's what okay. this series is about. They're very wholesome. Gotcha. I, that That's the thing I want to talk about is this is a very wholesome series. But again, there's no urgency. Everyone gets cool costumes and we do nothing with them. Oh, there's a, there's a demon. Slash. Here's your splash page of action. But again, no urgency, no sense of kinetic energy. And that's such a waste of his talent. He needs he needs a new story. He needs to start from scratch. Something that moves. This series does not move. Because I was going to say, la- lack of urgency doesn't like kill a series. So. No, I mean, that's what we have Slice of Life for. But this is not Slice of Life. This is mm. this guy wants to do a battle shonen, but nothing's happening. Okay. And no one's going to wait that long. And I have to laugh because we want to talk about the discourse. So again, this is part of the reason why I was biting my tongue when the pilot came out. Because everyone loved the pilot. And I said, because it was so basic. It's it's every trend everyone fucking wants right now. Mm. But five issues in, I can't speak for Japan, because maybe this will be a, a the elusive samurai situation. 
But in the West, everyone fucking hates this. And I'm so, and I I don't want to be I don't want to be that guy. But part of me's rubbing my hands going, "Yes, you're learning West. You're learning that this stuff is that trends aren't enough. That you need a fucking story." You just need to be fucking sincere, really. <laughs> like that that'll grab people. It's like, "Oh, wow." He really and, means and, I, and that's why cuz I thought there was a sense of sincerity here. Again, I find that this is a very calm and affectionate considering but you're on the run Matt you're on the wrong magazine or you need to like again bring back Gen Uska the the, the manga cop behind Dororan Dororan bring him back he is so good at compassionate storytelling he is so good at it but he again he had the wrong series bring him back he knows how to do it um but yeah otherwise my last bit of news was just a funny one which is the fact that uh Hiro Mashima the uh, creator of Fairy Tale and Eden Zero, at uh, Eden Zero, mm -hmm. which I call Baby's First Porno, Light Porno. Um, he's doing a limited series too. called Dead Rock, where he's gonna prove that he can draw more than two characters. Cool. <laughs> if you guys see, if you've seen the art, that's what everyone's making the joke right now. It's the fact that, oh wow, that's a character you don't really see from his uh, work. Um, I, I thought. I remember thinking like Eden Zero was like, oh, is this like directly tied to Fairy Tale and whatnot? Because these it, look like the it's same. It's just characters. the same characters again. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the pilot. I think Eden Zero has a great pilot, but then it literally becomes like light porno for twelve-year-olds. Like it's fucking, it's it's a fucking disaster. Uh, I recently looked into the anime because um one of its that characters is played by a trans voice actress. Oh, and uh, then in the Japanese dub. And so I'm like, oh, I want to hear that. And I watched it, and immediately it's it's that it's that voice actress's character putting on fucking costumes. There's literally five minutes of them just wearing slutty costumes. <laughs> like, that's a plot point in Eden Zero. I'm just like, you know what? Hiro, good for you, man. You 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 are you he is grandfathered into Weekly Shonen. And he can write whatever the fuck he wants. Good for you, bud. But like, I can't read this shit. I mean, no, no offense to fairy tale. That's that's what fairy tale was too, wasn't it? <laughs> like kinda, basically, kinda, it had something going on because that was his first like big breakout. Um, but yeah. Um, otherwise, like, I really have like nothing. I basically we kind of like hit everything we wanted to so far. We kind of mixed the news in because again, the triumvirate is completely on break this week. And it's going to be on break for a while. And in the foreseeable future. Um, I mean, there's a new JJK. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, do you talk about JJK? Now's the time. Talk about JJK, host. Because it'll oh. never happen again. It'll never happen again. Uh, no, it well... might. Because again, because again, <laughs> if we start doing Anime Watch Club, we might start bringing it onto the podcast. Oh, sick. Well, uh... This, this chapter, I, I always read the... Tuesday nights are very fun for me. There's this account on Twitter that basically leak, leaks the, the new manga chapters. And every every night's a fun event. I love I love and hate JJK's fans, because, like, they will... They're like, this is so shit! And then, like, on a drop of a hat, oh, no, never mind, this is great again, because <laughs> they're so fucking impatient. <laughs> but I love watching them freak out. And this chapter has everyone freaking out again, because, uh... Again, I like the, so the discourse on JJK... That's just popular manga. That's ba yeah, yeah. That, that's a basic mainstream audience's reaction to everything. Yep. But oh my god, I, I love Gege Akutami as a writer because he is a he's an evil he's a boy. he's a he's a he's a silly little boy. He's a, he's a chaotic little being. I I love him. I didn't think he actively thrives on his audience's pain, and you can tell <laughs> <laughs> that for this chapter definitely because he ends I it love on. Him. 
Like I said, you talk about how you only have enough time for a series. I only have a time for so much too. And that's the mm. only reason why I, I'm not actively on JJK. I've conceded that it has achieved its greatness. <laughs> the dude, I, for one, he's been getting better at his art. That there's a double spread this panel. He puts so much detail into that fucking like Sukuna's like domain and shit. It's like holy god. But uh, he ends. He ends the chapter on Gojo. It looks like his head just got chopped off. So everyone's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Now, see, this is the shit I don't give a damn about. Cause I'm like, say it's the same thing with My Hero Academia. It's it's a thing you can laugh with it, or you I like. I need to like lighten my mood on this. But this is just a thing that Shonen does, and it's gonna continue to do until the sun burns out. They, they do this to keep people reading. But like, of course, Gojo's not fucking dead. I mean, gay I, I gay would is the say one that man I know and trust who, who will not he, bury his gaze. Okay. That that's true, but he also hates Gojo, and that's <laughs> he could do. I this. too hate my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> it would be if he does commit, it'd be really funny. I I don't think it'll stick because there's been stuff in the past chapters that he survived too. <laughs> But I, I know he was missing for like years in the series. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the last point. That's the last point I was reading is when he got fucking imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's really only seventeen days in canon, but like fucking like it's only three. seventeen days in canon. What the yeah. fuck? Mm-hmm. And like the, the whole the recent I they arc did a after time jump. Oh no, they didn't. Uh, I mean, the time jump was also like only seventeen days. This is how big of a nothing of a problem that that outburst was. Uh. No, it's been like a, just a fucking non-stop battle royale for like, it, it's, the, the arc after the one you stopped at is like longer than the one that you stopped at, and it's fucking detailed and <laughs> just hectic, but, uh, I, I would agree normally that like, oh yeah, he wouldn't kill off that guy, but he literally killed off Megami's fucking sister recently, and I did not think he would do that, I was like, no way, this is, she's literally done nothing to deserve this, and he just did it. Okay, I say I I loved Gage before, but I'm really loving this guy. I swear to God, now that I'm not working in healthcare anymore, I need to find the time. And so, like I, I think I think I said before, I think I'm just gonna start from this point in the anime. I'm just gonna follow the anime. Sure, I do recommend. Do. Look, I, I know you didn't watch the whole like ser original series. I do recommend watching the last episode of season one, just because I think the editing and direction of that episode is so. It literally ends on its best episode. So I, I would definitely have to look that. into it because I because I know like the material that happens in season two I've also read like I've gotten all the way to like before that big pop off. Yeah. So so like I I got way through that arc which I, I'm just, I'm trying not to spoil too much. True. Because I, I, I think I just people should read. Because <laughs> like, like considering later. the state of My Academia and One Piece and everyone right now, JJK mm -hmm. is the one to read. Like that's that's the winner right now. It's just it's. Just I'm so willing much to admit fun. I'm wrong. <laughs> Oh god, I just not I just love the way he it's so entertaining watching characters fight and that shit cuz he really like plans out just the whole it's not just like oh two characters are fighting on a street or an alleyway. It's like no, they're fighting in a stadium and they're going to fight through the fucking bleachers and then go out onto the field. Like he really like takes into consideration the environment when planning out his fights and I find that so entertaining. He follows, he follows the kung fu rules. I do this too. When in writing, like where you you use your environment, like if you, if if it's in your frame, it's a usable device. It has to be. It's it, it, it's the Chekhov's gun rule of of fight scene choreography. If something mm -hmm. is there, you have to use it. Just Otherwise, it's a fucking pointless scene. 
Right. Like, the last chapter, too, like, a building gets cut in half, and so it's not like, oh, it's just gonna fall apart in the background. No, it falls apart, and they crash through the window of it as it's falling down, and then they have a fight in the hallway of a falling building sideways, and he's using the doors as a shield, and shit, it's fucking <laughs> like, oh my god, this is just sick. <laughs> that is sick. It's hype as hell. And uh, he, he really thrives writing weekly, which I've stated in comparison to Chainsaw Man, which I fucking love Chainsaw Man, but my god, I cannot stand reading that thing week to week. <laughs> Chainsaw agony. Man is a miserable weekly read. I, I, I cannot recommend Chainsaw Man weekly. Like, I can only recommend it in volumes. No, yeah, that's that's what I do with Die Dark. And also, Die Dark is a monthly Sany Sanian series, so, you know, that helps, but reading that shit by volume is a joy, and that is how I've been reading it. But, man... <laughs> I, I can't I can't I can't pull myself away from Chainsaw Man at this point. I really I really no have No one can. Once you're in its trap, you you're you're in the teeth of the chainsaw. You you can't escape. Took me way too long to get into it, but I'm kinda glad to I mean, same. I, got, I gotta read all apart one at once, which was nice. It's like yep. shit, I'm glad yep. I didn't same, have to wait same for any here. Of this. That was my situation too. Where I, I, I read it when it first came out and I'm like this is okay, but this is a little too dark for my my liking. And and, and I can feel all the basic tropes, I'm like this is just Shonen Jump, but darker. But then uh, once the phenomenon started to take hold and the series just ended, I started reading it volume by volume and it got to that big switch off at one point. I'm like, okay, this is fucking great. I, I sense its greatness now. I see. Yeah, it's interesting. Like when I started reading, because I, I watched the anime first and I think the, the anime adapts my least favorite part of the series very yep. well. Yep. Very well. But, like, in terms of just reading the manga, I, I didn't really, like, fall in love with it until the the part with uh, Reze, like, choking out that dude on a roof, and then she just sings, like, a Russian lullaby while she's doing it. I'm like, this is fucking interesting. This is really well presented. I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. And it just, it just gets better and better from there. Because mm. it also becomes more and more like Dorohei Doro, which... He is definitely cited as being one of his inspirations for that. I, I, yeah, I think Fujimoto's a Dorohedoro uh, fan. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's also good friends with Gage, which is fun. <laughs> yes, I always love, I'm aware I love of that. Yes. Please put <laughs> I, all my favorite people under one roof, please. <laughs> I, I want to see a collaboration. Oh my god, that'd be sick. <laughs> that would be awesome. The, the most we have is a uh, fucking. Uh, Fujimoto drew Nobara once. There's that fan art out there. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm, which is cool. Love his art style. Otherwise, the last the last bit of news that I have, not last bit of news, but like the last thing I'd like to talk about before we go away, as like I said, I I have just a just a tiny bit more free time, but only a little bit because I'm dedicating more of that time back into the YouTube side of things. Uh, but I found the time to look into Marriage Toxin. So this is a manga on Jump Plus, online, online exclusive. The entire series is available to read online, uh, officially. So that's awesome. So I brought up Marriage Toxin when I was talking about the trending of domestic propaganda um, on Shonen Jump. And uh, I talked about how Spike's family set the trend, but we have yet to see an innovator. And I read the pilot for Marriage Toxin and I thought it was quite fun and enjoyable. But I didn't quite see the spark just yet, and I kind of blew it off. I found some time to read uh, two volumes of Marriage Toxin recently. And um, I have found the innovator in the domestic propaganda. 
I, I am quite enjoying this series. So, Marriage Toxin, it's about um, this assassin. It, he's, it, 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 this guy is the top guy in a secret ancient clan of poison user assassins. This is a world where assassins are at war with each other, and every assassin specializes in something. And in his case, it's the Poison Clan. They specialize in poison uh, ways of killing people and assassinations. And he's their best guy, but he's very independent, keeps to himself, just does his job, doesn't get involved in things, but then finds out that his sister is about to be fucking married off because they need to produce a new heir for the clan. It's a generational thing. It's, they keep it within the family. And he's like, again, he's such a non-participant in life. They're like, oh, that this guy's never gonna fuck. So we're not gonna bother him. We're gonna bother his sister. But the problem is, and again, this is a very, again, only on Shonen Jump Plus can you get this, where his sister is clearly fucking gay and does not want to fucking have a kid. And, and, and a very sweet thing. Again, this guy is such a, like, he's such a stick up of his ass kind of guy. And he's like, oh, wow, I don't want that for my sister. Hey, he puts his hands up. I will produce the next heir for this clan. So immediately you go, oh, God, here we go. He's going to settle down and have a kid and just fucking Spike's family again. That's not what happens. On a mission, he finds a con artist who happens to be Enby. In this series, primarily dresses as a woman. Um, we don't know. It seems to be implied that biologically male, there seems to be a lot of dick coverage humor here. But it, but but the character is presented as NB though, and it just says hey, and, and basically like he, like this 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 con artist is a target in one of his missions and goes hey, if you spare my life, I'll help you. I'll help you find a date. <laughs> I will help you. Find the love of your life. Because as an MB, I know what both men and women... I'm not sure what you're into, <laughs> men or women. I'll help you with anything, bro. And it's so fucking cute. And as someone in the discourse has joked, sometimes it takes a man to be the best girl. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this series is so fucking progressive and so fucking fun. Again, you want to talk about your ticking clock factor? They're going to impregnate my sister if I don't get a fucking date. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it, and this, this series is fucking wacky off the wall. It's like it's like Chainsaw Man, One Punch Man level fucking insanity. That's like, fun. Again, so like they fight the water user. And again, there's no rules in the series. It's like it's, it's like fantasy fucking levels of fights. Like, there's a water user who has the power. He's like a fucking waterbender in a fucking scuba diver suit. Like, it's like Metal Gear bullshit. It's so fucking fun. Uh, he, and, and the series that I, like, the, the chapter that I just finished reading, he, rest, basically, like, they reason that, you know what? He's like, because he has difficulties getting women interested in go and, and, and again, the, his, 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 his wing girl. Wing man, wing something, gender neutral wings person. Wing person. Uh, wing person goes, you know what your best quality is? Is when you save people, like he saved me. Again, this this wing person is a fucking sweetheart. Total piece of shit. Robs people of their money. It's a total gold digger honey potter. But it's such a sweetheart. He goes, you know what your best quality is? Protag Sama is when you rescue people. So let's make you a hero. So they start co-oping missions to rescue people, and he saves like this fucking like activist who fucking steals paintings from millionaires and returns mm -hmm. them to the original artist. 
and her and her and her fucking gimmick is that she rides sharks and 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 her shark and her favorite shark's <laughs> name is Joshua and she says and she has shark puns and he rescues her and she's like oh my gosh I don't have any money I'm just an activist I have no money how can I repay you and he's like uh and the whimper's like ask her on a date ask her to go on a date so they go on a date <laughs> it is a shark themed restaurant and it's so fucking awkward and shit but again like she's definitely into this girl this shark girl is definitely interested in him and and, and he's getting input from his his wing person and going all right going for it. she totally digs you she's doing all she's playing with her hair she fucking wants you fucking go for the kill <laughs> ask her to marry you and he stands up and he goes want to be friends oh. and, and everyone's <laughs> like what the fuck and he goes I think that if we're friends, I, I want to make sure I get to know you the best way possible. I don't want to trick you into a fucking marriage. I don't want to use my power over you. The fact that I just rescued you and all the adrenaline from that whole situation. I don't want to think I have power. I don't want you to think I have power over you in this relationship. Let's be mutual friends. Let's develop a relationship, build this trust, and then decide if we really should be a couple. Oh, and good. it's just like, damn, this fucking nice. series. And the way it's presented, it's like, this is like him going super, the moment is presented like he's going fucking Super Saiyan. The fact okay. that like, he's unlocked a whole new, because again, this guy is such a, he starts off as a non-participant in life. He's so awkward and independent. And so like him developing relationships and making friends is like his way of receiving power-ups. It's such a sweet, progressive, and very fun, badass series. This is one of the best things on Jump Plus right now. It's got 50 chapters ongoing. 50. I want it to go the fucking distance. Holy shit. I'm going to continue. I want you to read this. I want our listeners to fucking read this series. It's all available for free on Jump Plus. Marriage Toxin. It is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. That sounds delightful. Yeah, but otherwise, we're running about time. Was there anything else you want to bring up with this very rare opportunity on the microphone host? <laughs> Is there anything you want to say? Anything you want to recommend? Anything I want to recommend. Uh, everyone, if you want to watch the best shonen ever, watch uh, fucking Gintama. <laughs> Doing a rewatch <laughs> You've currently. been really into Gintama. Oh, absolutely. It is wonderful. That That is a show that has no urgency, but in a really good way. Because <laughs> it just... What's that get? I mean, so it's, it's primarily a comedy manga, isn't it? Primarily, yes, but uh, it will get serious at points, and it. I mean, call it a sitcom while you're at it. Like these things could go on forever. Yeah, it's it's weird because like I, I'm I'm reminding myself how I felt when I first watched it. Like it that show has like BoJack Horseman levels of continuity, where you would not expect it at all. It's just how it slowly builds up this fucking world. Where, like, you'll have an episode of a guy who, uh, they're, they're defending their friend in court, and the guy, the, the, the lawyer opposing them is just, like, this huge asshole and shit. But then, like, in a later episode, you'll see that lawyer's ad on, like, a train and stuff. Like, all these people that are introduced, like, just continue to exist as the show goes on. It just makes this world feel alive. And just all these characters, they have, like, unique interactions with each other that, like, they commit to. There's one guy who, like, they, they set up a rescue mission for, like, his pet duck thing, like Elizabeth. <laughs> and the fucking, the young girl main character, 
<laughs> she's like, I want to be called the leader because I'm wearing red. And he, he like humors her. But then every episode, it's been like a hundred episodes since that. And he still calls her leader from that episode <laughs> every time he sees her. It's fucking, it's so fun. It's, uh, damn. <laughs> It's it's hard to sell it. It's, 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 it's actually not difficult because I mean, King Tom has been running forever. Like it's got its it's got its fans, and it continues to pick up. And to this very day, years later, it continues to pick up more fans. And maybe that's what is that? That's probably maybe what we'll watch when we start doing this anime watch along club. Uh, whenever we start getting details of when we'll do that, we'll probably wa we'll probably watch uh, one se new seasonal anime, and then we'll probably watch maybe some episodes of Gintama until we come into agreement. On some other classical anime to watch with our watch along club. If yes, not, I'm, just I'm commit to Gintama. Right. I'm hoping to get more people into it. Like, Cody's been loving it. Cody's like, <laughs> he tweeted the other day, he's simping for a character that has not been introduced yet in our watch through. And that's just, it's killing me every time. That's guy, funny. It's fucking funny. He also cried last watch session, too. That was really fun. Oh, he cried? <laughs> oh my god, how embarrassing. I know. It's a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I Sorry, Cody. Cody so I said much. that. <laughs> with this, with this, uh, this lull. I said with Val on break. I think I said I finally got you on here, so I think I gotta hit up Cody next. I got, I got, I gotta take advantage of this time and start getting a variety of co-hosts. Well, man, that would be fun. But yeah, yeah, until then though, we're gonna sign off for this week, host. Thank you for joining me. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, I have art on my Twitter. At Mr. Host Five. <laughs> yeah, no, and you say like you have art, like you are a professional artist, bro. You've sold art. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah no, no, you have. <laughs> You've sold art. You are a professional artist. Oh, uh, thank you. So yeah, everyone, check out Host Art, and then if you just want to fucking chill with him, he hosts movie nights on our Discord server Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Although mm -hmm. we will be retiring that very soon, and and uh. Probably around July, we will begin the anime watch along, which we will, we will probably do around a similar time. And uh, yeah, host will be in charge of that too. And, uh, yes. that, and so if you want to hang out with host again, if you're looking for someone who's got better opinions on anime manga that probably are more aligned with yours versus me and Val's very snobbish tastes, you can't go wrong with the host with the most here, everyone. I mean, but I anyways, can be pretty snobbish oh, too at points, yeah. but... <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Now get the fuck off my train. You, you, I thought you were gonna grill me. You were way too nice. I, look, I... Just... <laughs> you were giving me too much power. I'm fighting you back. I'm opening the doors right now. Get it was out. very sudden. I wasn't prepped. <laughs> get out. Fuck, okay. Bye. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Lackadaisy, Gunbuster, Death Battle, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Motion graphic by Akaro Gabriel 17. 
Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Gooner Bear, Mary Bowtie, Hope D. Cruz, Phantom Thief, and Sean Beckert. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans and cast and crew, or early access to all our content, be sure to check out the Joyride Entertainment Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.